Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Iggy, or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 52 of Iggy's Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you get updated for weekly episodes. And also don't forget to give me a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. Now this week, I am joined by very special guest, Joe Sicurto, who is the founder of Turn Up The Jets. And you can go over and find him on Instagram at Turn Up The Jets. Now him and I are going to be giving our reactions to the Sam Darnold trade. Now let's listen to Joe and I's conversation now. How are you doing so far? Doing well, man. Enjoying all these sports going on, basically. You got baseball, exactly. we got basketball, we got all the NFL draft hype, so can't complain. Exactly, exactly. So let, let's start off with the biggest move this afternoon, or not this afternoon, this past week, uh, with Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers uh, for a uh, for, uh, six-round pick in the 2021 draft, second-rounder and fourth-rounder in 2022. What was your immediate reaction? I was relieved, honestly, because the rumors, it was crazy. There was so many rumors going on, and I'm honestly surprised they got three picks. Uh, I, I could have maybe been happy with just the second, uh, but the fact that they get a second, a fourth, and a sixth puts them at 21 picks for the next two years. I mean, I think it's a great move for Carolina, but in a weird way, I think all three parties in the Panthers, Jets, and Sam Donald win. So I was shocked that it actually happened, but – now we all know what the Jets' vision is heading into the draft, so that's a little more relieving for me. Exactly. I, I found it interesting to hear Joe Douglas's uh, response when they asked him if now that Darnold uh, got traded, if he's most likely going to be drafting a quarterback this season. He's like, that, that's, that's, a, um, that's a good assumption uh, that, that we're probably going to go that route. And um, Would you prefer Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? Maybe a few months ago, I would have said Fields, but I think I'm all bought into the hype here, Zach Wilson, and I think the Jets are too. I think this is just a guy you, you can't pass on, more more so because of his mobility and his athleticism. And that's a lot of what that's kind of what everyone looks for now in a quarterback, and everyone's trying mm-hmm. to find the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Josh Allen or the next Lamar Jackson. I really think if if this kid has around him what these other guys were gifted to have around them to succeed. He's going to be a good quarterback, but it all depends on what they surround him with, which is a reason why you, if you're the Jets, you keep getting those draft picks. So I, I got to go Zach Wilson. I think it's, I think it's almost official at this point because it seems like all this hype after his pro day turned into, okay, Sam Darnold's getting traded. So it has to happen for a reason, I think. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. And it's, it's interesting that you put um, sort of this, the uh, description of, of Wilson as, mo- as mobile. Uh, because mo- most people, when they hear a mobile quarterback, they go right to Justin Fields. But sort of like what you said, he had a very impressive pro day. A lot of people were looking at his immaculate footwork, um, how well he was able to throw the football. But I got to ask you, so- something that makes me a little bit nervous with Zach Wilson and Mac Jones as well is sort of what happened with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, both both quarterbacks are um, have only started one full season um, in college, and it makes me a little bit nervous just the lack of experience um, that they have as a starter. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that can make anyone worry, but for me, I think 
at this point, you just got to look at the skill set. And I don't think Trubisky's skill set even compared to Wilson. And I'm not trying to be biased, but, like, I'm someone who didn't like Trubisky coming out of the draft. I, I really didn't. But for me, it, it's really just looking at the skill set. It's looking at what the throws he can make. Uh, and also, like, what he had around him. I mean, obviously, you look at Mac Jones, he has three starting – he has three starters on his side with Najee right. Harris, Smith, and Water. Like, those guys are going in the top 20. And we could all talk about who BYU played, but who is he playing with? So, I kind of look into that factor as well. And just seeing his crazy ability to make these acrobatic throws – it's just really kind of fit in the mold of, of that modern-day quarterback. And, and it is a worry. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. But I think it's more so what are the Jets going to do to make Zach Wilson successful, more so what is Zach Wilson going to do to make the Jets successful. That's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I find it really cool as well, especially during this past season, because what a lot of people are talking about during this upcoming college football season is, you know, we're going to see – quarterback prospects probably emerged like we saw Joe Burrow I mean mm -hmm. going to the end of this college football season the only quarterbacks that I knew was Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence because those are the only two guys that are really talked about and it's cool to see uh guys like uh you know Zach Wilson and Mac Jones as well getting that sort of recognition and we'll probably see uh Mac Jones be drafted third uh, by the 49ers at least that's what Adam Schefter uh reported yesterday but wh why do you think it didn't work for Darnold in New York. I, I mean, you, you can directly say Adam Gase, the people around him, but uh, from, from a Jets fan, why do you think it didn't work? Yeah, I think the GM, the coach is first, definitely, and the weapons. Um, if you just want to talk Darnold, I think he's, he's, still, he's still got a lot of work to do. This is a kid who came in at 21. He was the youngest quarterback ever to start a game. Uh, he, he just kept on making those rookie mistakes. I think he, he needs to work better with, with just protecting the ball. And that was something I was a little worried about when he came out of college because mm -hmm. he had the most fumbles and interceptions in his last year at USC. Right. And that's something that obviously kind of makes you nervous. But it seems like those mistakes never got fixed. Um, something that frustrated with me, frustrated me with him was – his inability to get rid of the ball under pressure, just throw it out of bounds. And there's a lot of times, and you see a lot of highlights that he would just throw it and just, you would have no idea who he's throwing the ball to. Exactly. So I think, yeah, the coach and the GM and the dysfunction is, is that's all it is. But I think the reason why Joe Douglas still went ahead and traded him was because he really didn't see progress. There was more regression, especially last year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I mean, we saw, sort of a lot of a lot of mistreatment in my opinion of, of how Sam Darnold really performed I mean I mean especially after that Patriots game with Twitter just um you know talking about the ghosts and uh, it, it never really seemed like he was able to rebound um after that horrific game but I, I gotta completely agree with you that um that the turnovers were a massive issue with him at UCL uh, at uh USC excuse me and it's it's something where it, it just kept on coming up and I found it very interesting that even when the Jets hired Robert Sala, he did not shy away from praising Sam Darnold and saying that we're very mm -hmm. confident in him as a quarterback for the future and uh, we don't intend on trading him. And so, like, now going into the season, how do you think a defensive-minded head coach can really help groom this new quarterback? 
Yeah, I mean, I think a, a big thing is leadership. You see a lot of coaches, typically, you just look at the AFC East. You got Belichick, you got Flores, and you got McDermott. Those guys are all defensive-minded head coaches and the impacts that they've had. I mean, Belichick, we all know, but the quick impact and turnaround that McDermott and Flores have, a, have been able to do, and I think that mm -hmm. speaks for itself, their leadership. And a lot right. of people look into offense and defensive mind. Like, no, you need a guy that just kind of that CEO type. And I hate using that word, but it's true. That guy looking over everybody, the special teams, the offense, the defense. I like LaFleur. Mike LaFleur coming in. He obviously has the genes as his brother's Matt. And right. uh, he, he was a guy who sat behind Kyle Shanahan, not to mention one of the better offensive minds. So I think you got to just somehow, even as a Jets fan, somehow just put your faith in those guys because a defensive coordinator or defensive-minded head coach can work. And we've seen it many times, especially in the AFC East. And that's not even to mention like a Pete Carroll and mm -hmm. even John Harbaugh. I mean, he was a special teams coach. So it's just the best leader. And the thing with Darnold, too, they did praise him. But I also heard that um, if they didn't have the second pick, they would have drafted Sam Darnold. Uh, they would have kept Sam Darnold. So that, I think that just shows how much they like the guy they're going to take, which obviously is probably going to be Zach Wilson. So I feel like if they didn't have the shot at Zach Wilson, they would have kept him because of their respect and their confidence. But I guess it makes sense. If you, if you really think this kid's a franchise guy, it's tough to turn down on him. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. I, I mean, it, it's been really tough, even as a Patriots fan, somebody who, um, you know, wa watches the Jets all the time, uh, watches very closely at the, at the um, AFC East. But it's been very difficult uh, just as an NFL fan to see really how bad the Jets have been over the past <laughs> five to ten years. Um, and their last success was with Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan. And I, I think it's directly with the culture and sort, sort of what you brought up with Robert Sala. I, I think it was I was very excited that, that they made a um, smart move. They finally made a smart hiring because it made absolutely no sense to me. And I want to get your thoughts on this. When, when they hired Adam Gase um, for, from the Dolphins, he, he had a losing record. And then two days later, uh, after he gets fired, he, he gets hired by the Jets. And so um, what was your reaction, obviously, throughout the Adam Case um, tenure? And then what was your reaction when they hired Robert Sala? Yeah, I mean, there were to two totally different reactions because, yeah, here's a guy, Gase, that just got fired by a divisional rival. I believe he was 23 and 25. And it's, it's oh, just yeah. like, why? I, I don't really get it. And it's crazy. He got fired and then he got hired, I think, in three weeks. Right. And the extensive research they did with their interview process was – very bad. It was poorly done. And I mean, this was the first year of Christopher Johnson because Woody Johnson went and did his thing. And then you had Mike McCagden, the former GM. So I think all of Jets Nation was, they hated this hire to the start. And um, I think we all kind of figured that this is probably going to go bad. But with Salah, it's like I said, it's polar opposite. This is a guy mm -hmm. that you want to hear speak because Adam Gates proved himself as soon as he got in and he had those big eyes and I, I can't even explain my thoughts with that. But Sala came in, you know, he wants to set the culture. You've seen all those videos, those hype videos of him just kind of relating to his players. Really? I mean, he's the guy who wants to do best for what is for his players. And that's the big thing. And as soon as he walks in the building, his presence is going to be noticed. And I think that's a guy you need, especially with a terrible franchise. And I, I go back to Flores. He has that. And I even go back to, to Joe Judge. 
and Joe mm-hmm. Judge blew everyone away with his introductory press conference. And you could you could see, even though the Giants went six and ten, those guys played hard for him. Guys want to play hard for guys that have that respect and have that that culture changing ability. So I was very excited. He was the guy I wanted, uh, especially during the end. I think it was up to him and Arthur Smith. Yeah. Arthur Smith would have been solid, but. I wanted the culture changer rather than the offensive-minded guy. Exactly. And and even though I was just like an NFL fan, I'm very excited for this Jess team because it looks like Douglas um, has, has a brain in his head as well. And it, it's, <laughs> been, it's been tough um, to, to find any sort of confidence uh, in, in the Jets over the past, like, five years. And it, it, it's been interesting as well, watching from the outside, you know, looking and seeing a team like the Jets have a top three pick past five to six years and you usually think that when those picks start to like add up that you know it's gonna start to build a actually good football team and I used to be a big uh, Browns fan for Baker Mayfield and all that sort of stuff because I was really interested in their rebuild and especially when the Jets had over a hundred million dollars in cap space that's when they signed Sam Darnold as well and I remember just seeing Michael Greenberg just have an absolute meltdown on get up. He's, he's like, why does this make any sense? Why can't we get better? And uh, so especially now that what they did in free agency, now that they have some confident guy, competent guys um, in power, how, how confident are you that uh, for the jets down the line? Uh, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, but I will tell you that I have a lot of faith in Joe Douglas and I don't think I've ever had faith in a GM. Uh, like the, I didn't like the McCagden signing. Uh, and then before that, it was John Idzik. And then it was Mike Tannenbaum. The list goes on of terrible GMs. But you can tell Joe Douglas has been with the Ravens, with Howie Newsom. And then he went to and won, a, won two Super Bowls there. And then he went to Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl, and they build a team. Guess what? They build a team around a rookie contract for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a similar route. And he's stockpiling these draft picks. He's spending his money wisely. And that's not what the Jets did with McKagan. They actually spent the most money from 16 to 20 in free agency, and they finished last with the record. And the Jaguars actually had spent the second most, and they finished second to last. So that just shows overspending and free agency isn't, isn't the answer. And I think he spent his money cautiously, but he threw the money at the guys that he knew were going to be in the future, like Corey Davis is 26, Carl Lawson is 25. I think he only signed one guy in his 30s, and that was LaMarcus Joyner. And and, and Vinny Curry as well. Two guys in his 30s. So, you know, he's trying to build youth. He's trying to build through the draft. So, I'm confident in Joe Douglas. Now the team just has to put it on the field. He's also got to get those picks right. They have 21 picks. Obviously, you're not going to hit on 21. But if you could just hit on some of those, I think it will make a difference. But people definitely should put their trust in Joe Douglas because we don't really have any any other choice at this point. But but something with the, with the Darnold trade that that a lot of people didn't fully realize is that Douglas was kind of a genius with it, and the the Jets were going to have to pay him. Eight, we're going to have to pay Darnold eighteen million dollars, anyways. And mm-hmm. when when you just really look at the longevity of how much they're going to have to potentially pay Wilson or whatever quarterback that they pick at number two, I mean, you're not going to have to pay him the the lump sum that you're going to have to pay Sam Darnold for playing mediocre, and so. Uh, it's I, I agree with you that I, I'm much more confident, even as an NFL fan, that the Jets are going to play much, much better over these next five years. But uh, how was your reaction of, of how, what they did in free agency? You know, they had a lot of cap space going into free agency. 
But how do you think that the signings like Lawson and Davis really helps the team? And do you wish they did a little bit more? I definitely wish they got a cornerback. I know Steven Nelson's still out there from the Steelers. Um, I really hope they can get a corner. But in, in now them not getting a line, I think that's what they're going to target after Zach Wilson in the draft, which I love because there's a lot of guard talent out there, and that's exactly what they need. But, yeah, I think Davis and Lawson, I think they were A-grade signs, to be honest with you, just due to their age, due to their really due to their potential. And both of them have showcased their potential. And Carl Lawson is an edge rusher who is going to get even better. I mean, especially – given the fact that he's going to go into a Robert Sala defense. This is a guy who had the second most pressures last year. Uh, and he was also a guy that was almost one defensive rookie of the year in his rookie year. So, And he's only 25. So I think locking up an edge rusher, and they haven't had a good edge rusher since I think John Abraham back in 2006. And then Corey Davis, who's not a one yet, but he definitely has the ability. And if you look at the receiving core now, you have him, you have Mims, you have Crowder. And you have Keelan Cole, who I thought it was a nice one-year add to. Night and day from last year, what they had Crowder and Perryman and then uh, injured Mims and then a bunch of undrafted rookie free agents, basically. It, it was a disaster. So it was night and day. Uh, I wish they could have landed a Joe Tooney, but that's, you know, that's, under, that's not under their control. I mean, he signed with the Chiefs. Who wouldn't want to take $80 million right. to play with Patrick Mahomes? So I'm not going to get too mad over that. But I think they did a solid. I, I would give it a pretty solid B. And I think that's what they needed. They didn't overspend, but for their, with Davis and Lawson, they did in a sense, but they had to. Those were two positions they needed desperately. And how do you think that they're going to be able to upgrade that offensive line? Because like you mentioned, you wish that they got a guy like Joe Tooney. And before, really, they made this uh, this Darnold trade, everybody was had in their minds that they were going to get an O-lineman. So do you think that they're going to mo- – go more towards the draft yeah I, I i do i think um i think elijah vera tucker from usc if he's there at 23 you got to take him um i like why davis from ohio state too you know almost I, I wouldn't even be mad if they could sign a corner that way you kind of take that out of the draft for the first three picks and you just sign two off uh, offensive guards and that way your line is set you you got beckton who i i just praise all the time because i actually think the jets got it right there um, you have George Fant, who's a, nothing great, but I think he's serviceable. You got McGovern at center, and then if you can get two young guards or even just one and just start a veteran guard. But I definitely think either with the 23rd overall pick, which is in the first, which is Seattle's pick, or the 34th, they, they got to get an offensive guard. They have to. And that, it's, it's a really good class, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Jeremiah actually said you might be finding starting guards in the third round this year. So. That, that bodes well for the Jets, and I think that is a main reason why Douglas didn't go and give Joe Tooney $95 million, because he and has the picks. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, they also have 21 picks as well th- throughout this draft. And right. one of the biggest issues that we've seen with especially rookie quarterbacks, I mean, we saw it very well for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, is, is that you, you got you got to give rookie quarterbacks protection, or they're going to barely develop. They're going to throw a lot of turnovers, make a lot of mistakes, and could potentially get a season-ending injury like we saw with Joe Burrow. But uh, obviously this AFC Championship's pretty packed up uh, with the Dolphins almost making the playoffs last year. Bills looking really good. Patriots made a lot of noise in free agency. Uh, so last thing, that I got, last thing that I was wondering is what do you think the, the Jets' record is going to be in 2021? 
Assuming that they have Wilson, uh, I think they could win six games. Uh, I'm gonna like I'm not gonna go too high up yet, uh, just because I want to see uh, what they do with the line and what they do with the cornerback position. But I think they're they're not gonna win two games, and if they do, my gosh! But <laughs> I I really think I mean they have the 19th uh, hardest schedule compared to they had the hardest last year, so I think that helps them in their favor. And I just think these guys are going to play hard for Robert Sala. I, th- I think you, you might grind out a few wins that you wouldn't ever grind out with Adam Gay. So right now, I'll give them 6-11 and 11 due to now we got 17 games. But it's just the start of, you know, a rebuild, basically. Right. Another rebuild, but this is the Joe Douglas rebuild. So if they, if they won six games and grinded out wins and, and just played competitive, then I would be fine. That's, that's an okay start. As long as Zach Wilson pro- progresses, I think that that's all you care about. Yeah, I completely agree with you. My, my, my thought was four to five games, and I, I, you, you brought up a great point, what, what the Giants were able to do uh, with Joe Judge this, this past season. I think that we're going to see it, a very similar thing with Robert Sala, and I think that we're going to see this team really play hard uh, for this new head coach. And I think the Jets are, have a very bright future ahead of them. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I've been hoping for since Sanchez and Rex Ryan. But if you look at it, Rex Ryan, that was another guy who's a culture changer mm-hmm. until it kind of collapsed with the quarterback situation. But, right. yeah, I mean, I'd give him six for the ceiling right now. I think floor, you can still give him three. But, like I said, maybe once the season, once the draft is – once the season's beginning, once the draft is over, it's kind of easier to look at it once the schedules are set. But – Definitely think if things keep going the way it is and Sala is the guy we think and Douglas is the guy we think because that's what it starts. It starts with the, the, the front office, the coaching staff, and then you got to get your players going. Exactly. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you giving me your thoughts on the Jets and also the uh, Sam Darnold trade, but where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Turn Up the Jets. Uh, I'm also doing a lot of different other things. I have a podcast called Jets Unrestricted. That's on Spotify, Apple Music. And I'm also with the uh, Warzone Sports Network there on YouTube. Uh, I, I do a show every Wednesday. And you could also find me on Twitter, too. Uh, Joe underscore Skirto, just my normal name. It's just kind of my um, my personal Twitter. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Uh, I'd love to talk some baseball with you or football, whatever, whatever you want. You name it. Absolutely. Let's definitely do this again. Hope you have a great rest of your day, my man. For sure, man. You as well. Thank you. Perfect. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.